I pushed it. I pushed the button. I push it real good. Push it. <laughs> I still don't know if we were singing the same song. Probably we're not. You know, I, Crazy I, in a cool way. I pot. I pot it at that pot. And I'm Joe. No, you can't do it like that. That's not how that works. <laughs> and I'm Joe. No. Nope. <laughs> I am Joe, but nope. Um, check it. Uh, done. Skibbidi-doo-bop. Did you just say Scooby-Doo? No, I said Skibbidi-doo-bop. I think you were thinking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I think you were thinking Scooby-Doo. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we break down the balance changes, introduce two very special decks, and more. Yes. Awesome. So, we are finally back after our uh, 10th episode for episode 11. Um, and we got some fun stuff to talk about. So, wait, before, Rob, what? before we even get into that, I know the name of this episode already. You do? Yep. What is it? chopsticks why because one and one they look like chopsticks and i love chopsticks because i use them to eat sushi you want to call it chopsticks 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 all right chopsticks boom boom i thought we were calling it r.i.p hog rider oh yeah (laughs) hey rob i have a really good name for this episode what r.i.p hog rider (laughs) do you know what it stands for what rest in peace hog rider boom um so we had uh a handful of balance changes come out um but before we actually get into that did you see the uh screenshot that supercell put on their twitter or i guess clash royale's twitter i did are you excited just a little something we're working on. Yeah, so for those of you who didn't get a chance to see it, um Supercell put out again, I keep saying Supercell, but I get I get it's just the Clash Royale Twitter. Uh they wrote a tweet that just said just a little something we're working on with a picture underneath it that looks like the dock in the game. Um that shows you your chess, your cards, uh the battle button, the clan button and then a new button that's being introduced all the way to the right that says tournaments with a sword and what looks like uh, a wreath behind it yeah so normally what would be next to the chat would be like the tv royale section i guess so they replaced that with a tournaments button now i mean to be honest with you they didn't give us much of anything to go along with their screenshot although like i mentioned before all they said was just a little something we're working on so i guess they pretty much wanted to do to to do this to kind of tease the idea a little bit kind of leave it open to interpretation um but just to let everybody know that they were doing yeah this. nobody really knows what this means what i hope it means is that we have some uh clan battles going on in this tab yeah that'd be really cool but i guess like my my ultimate question with this is when let's just pretend that they did this right let's just say they did it they figured it out and they launched they did it, it today. done launched done it's already mm-hmm. there my question would be is it tournaments that supercell is hosting that individual players or clans have to 
pay gold to participate right. in? Or is it people, individual people or clans can host their own tournaments by paying gold to host it and then have other people join it via like a password or something like that? Or maybe it's a combination of both. Who knows? Uh, but like I said, it's open to interpretation. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, I bet you that just by teasing this idea, they're going to get a bunch of suggestions. Um, people telling them what they think and how they want to interpret it. And then they're going to tweak it from there. And then they're going to tweak it from there. Exactly. One thing's for sure, though, hmm. you can bet your bottom dollar that it will cost gold no matter how they do it. You will bet your bottom gold. I will bet my bottom gold. <laughs> <laughs> Everything costs something in this game. Yeah. Um, so that happened, which was pretty exciting. Um, and something else that happened, which we talked about last week, um, I don't really have too many details on it. Um, I just saw it. Um, but Supercell was bought by Tencent. Yep. We talked about that last week. So deal went through or it's being finalized or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, no, it's Supercell's doing big things. Um, Tencent maybe rounded off to a, to a dollar. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, you know, like we said last week with, with Vestidius on the show, I mean, anytime that you have uh, a purchaser or somebody that wants to buy a company, especially for the high dollar amount, I think we saw last week it was like $5 billion or $9 billion, Nine billion excuse yeah. me. Um, the purchaser wants to see a return on their dollar. You know, right. they're, they're not just buying it for fun. Um, so we can surely expect some extra cash and uh, some other things, I'm sure, being thrown into this game that hopefully make it a little bit more enjoyable and implement things that we want to see um, as opposed to whatever super self felt like doing. Right. Uh, like not letting us mute emotes. Give us a squelch button. <laughs> um, and something else that's cool about that, that I found out um, Tencent actually owns part of Activision Blizzard. Really? Yep. So now that's they awesome. own part of Hearthstone and Overwatch and all those other fun games. Do you think hmm. that Tencent, is owned don't by don't even say it 50 cent don't <laughs> but hey it just reminded me of it that's all right um yeah that's pretty much it for uh worldwide news but um some cool clan uh things that we got going on we are still switcherood um, yeah we're probably going to switch back soon um but one thing that we did want to mention um is we have a member of um He's actually in in my clan, in regular cast royale. Um, his name is Donald Trump, uh, not the person running for president, a much nicer uh, version of that guy. Um, and he actually uh, streams on Twitch um, specifically for this game. Uh, so you can actually catch him on Twitch under the name Donald Trump Feels the Burn, uh, which is a great name. Um, so be sure to check him out. I know he does it like three to four days a week. So I've seen him do it and it's pretty cool. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. You're fired. <laughs> Feel the burn. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's really cool. I, I actually, um, I didn't know he streamed. Um, and then we had somebody join the clan and they, they were like, hey, are you guys watching Donald right now? I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? They're like, what, oh, like he's what? streaming. On CNN? On Twitch. <laughs> Not CNN. Come on. <laughs> And I, I didn't like, know what he was talking about. I was like, I got to go watch him. So I went on. Sure enough, there's Donald hanging out, streaming, doing his thing. Um, I think he was around like 22 or 2300 trophies. I forget what he was at. Maybe 24 now. Um, but the guy got himself an ice wizard and he's climbing up 
He's doing his thing. You know, everybody seems to be getting legendaries after we title our episode, Where My Legendaries At. Let me tell you, man, the phenomenon continues and it'll probably be months still before we get ours. But yeah, so check out uh, Trump on Twitch. Um, and then one other thing that we wanted to bring up real quick before we go into the balance changes was we got a winner to our secret Clash stash Clash that we announced stash. last week. This was awesome. Yeah, and it was actually a member of y- your clan that I've taken over. Tracor. Is it Tracor or Tracori? Tracor. Tracker. Trackery. Tracor. I'm going to call him Track. It could be Tracor. But f- however Tracor you want- sounds really serious. However like a, you want like to pronounce a transformer. His name. Yeah, so Track reached out to us. He, um, he filled out the form, sent us an email, told us he won, and he is getting. A Spick Span, brand new, <laughs> top of the line, Cast Royale, patron edition mug. All upgrades included. No purchase necessary. Yeah. Free shipping. So Literally. that'll be <laughs> that'll be sent to him this weekend. Um or it'll be out in the mail this weekend. And uh hopefully you enjoy that track. Congratulations, man. Definitely. So let's go into Balance changes. Balance changes. Hey, Rob, before we get into the balance changes and we start talking through mm-hmm. what they did to all these cards mm-hmm. and how much you love one of them and how much I hate one of them. <laughs> yeah. Tell me your overall feelings on the balance changes themselves. Honestly, I yeah. thought that they, um, they did what they were supposed to do. They balanced things. So you... I gen I generally like them more than the previous balance changes, I think. But therefore, these balance changes are a direct result of all the other balance changes that have been happening. So I you can't have one without the other, I guess. So basically you're saying that their previous balance changes didn't really balance the game, but you feel like this set of balance changes helped balance the game. Rebalance. Ah, so they were rebalancing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I think it was a good balance change update. I'm going to say that I hate these changes. Why? I don't know, man. Like, we'll get into them, but, like, I don't know. I feel like a part of me says they, they make balance changes not to make the card better or worse, mm-hmm. but they make the balance changes to either reduce or increase the amount people are using a card. Right. Like, to me, all of the cards should be, should be equally powerful, but might be countered by something else. Right. That's the and definition so of a counter. I can have a, I can have a, uh, I'm making up a number, but I can have a card that has a power of 10, and you can have a card that has a power of 10, but the problem is, is that your card completely counters my card and it'll never win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like that's the route that the game should go. But instead, it seems like they make balance changes to increase or decrease the amount people are including things in their decks. And their rationale says that. Like, it'll literally say, oh, we're reducing the health of the cannon and increasing the Tesla so that they can be more interchangeable with one another. Right. Or they say things like, apparently our uh, previous balance changes didn't do it enough. So dot, dot, dot. Right. And 
And to me, you know, <clears throat> when I see balance changes, I think, like I just mentioned, that they should, they should balance the power of the card. They shouldn't balance how much people are using it, especially if the card itself is, is balanced. Right. Because then what you can do is you can reduce the card's effectiveness, even if it's already a balanced card, just to decrease how much people are using it. Then it becomes an imbalanced card and underpowered. And vice versa, you can do that the other way, right? And make it overpowered. Um, and a perfect example of that is with the changes that they did to the Canon and the Tesla. Right. And, you know, I guess we can start there. I mean, if you don't mind, I, we could start there. No, we could do that first. Ba- basically, what they did is they increased the, the, the health of the Tesla and they decreased the health of the Canon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and their rationale for that is because, like they said, they want to see those two cards used interchangeably. They want someone to see the Canon and somebody to see the Tesla and say, I can use either one of these in my deck at any given time depending on what I want to use it for. Um, and before I get into why I disagree with that, you want to just get in, go into the numbers and, and what the percentages were? Yeah, sure. So um, the Canon had its hit points decreased by 8%, whereas the Tesla had its hit points uh, increased by 8%. So they did the same numbers, just in opposite directions for these guys. Right. And, and I don't know if you agree with me, Rob, but like to be honest with you, it's... It's difficult for me to to kind of say this because I don't know what they were thinking when they're doing it, right? But to me, it seems like they're forcing you to use the cards interchangeably as opposed to you making the decision that they can be used interchangeably. Right. So, and in my my opinion, like, the the Canon is a three-cost card, right? Mm -hmm. And the Tesla is a four-cost card. And obviously, the reason why you're paying four-cost as opposed to three cost is because it can attack both air and ground right Right. they have the same range i think it's 5.5 tiles um you know one attacks a little bit faster than the other but generally speaking they do similar amounts of damage Mm -hmm. but in my experience people aren't using the cannon because it has enough health to do what they're trying to do instead they're using it because it's a three cost building three that can distract anything that targets towers and does a decent amount of damage exactly so by reducing its health it's still going to distract i mean what was it It was eight percent right so what's eight percent of around 800 at level nine that's like 64 or something like that so it's not that big of a difference they're just doing it to force the issue on you so i didn't really like this balance change to be honest with you this one this yeah, one in particular? I don't think it's going to change how people are using it. I don't think people are going to say, oh, you know, one got reduced a little bit, one got increased a little bit. I'm going to use the Tesla. I think people are still going to use the Canon to offset a hog rider or offset a lava hound or a balloon. Like, that's the purpose of it. All right. Well, the, I, I actually agree with you on this one. This was probably one of the weaker of the balance changes, and I don't necessarily agree with it either. Um, but generally, like I said, the other changes... Um, I, I feel were kind of justified, even though their logic is to get these cards to be either played more or played less. So sure. um, let's go on to uh, the skeletons. So the skeletons, um, they did a little bit of a different twist on this one. They took it so that they are spawning three little skeletons instead of four for the same cost of one elixir. How do you feel about that? 
so I guess for this one, they didn't change the cost of the elixir, like you said. They didn't change the hit points or the damage or anything like that. They literally just took four and made it three. I don't mind this one. Uh, this one, I was... I don't really think it changes too much. I was a little bit indifferent about this one. Um, to be honest with you, when you think about it, I think for a one-cost card, the, the skeletons are pretty I good. I call them the skellies, but the skellies for a one-cost card... They do a lot of damage. Well, that's clearly why they uh, took out one of them. But I, that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily agree with their logic here. I don't think it's because they offered too much of a distraction. I think it's because they're too powerful against a hog rider. <laughs> okay, so you're looking at it more from like a damage point of view, yeah. right? Four versus three. Totally get it. And especially at like, I think at level nine, they do like 64 damage or something yeah. like that. Um, and if you multiply that by four, that's a lot of damage, like 320 damage per second. I trust you on that. I mean, you don't even get for 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 four elixir. Your musketeer isn't even doing maybe half of that damage. Yeah, that's true. Um, so removing one of them obviously takes twenty five percent of their DPS away, which is fine. But I I see where they're coming from from a distraction perspective. People would run very high cost decks, um, and just include the skellies because they were an easy one cost card that they could use to distract something like a Pekka or a miner, mm -hmm. um, or a prince, or, you know, a mini P.E.K.K.A., something like that. But removing one of them completely removes the fact that they have to, those troops have to take one more swing, um, which might not seem like a big deal, but the P.E.K.K.A. attacks, you know, once every 1.5 seconds, so it adds up in, a, in the course of one game. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the next one that we had was the Lava Hound getting a damage increase by a whopping 28%. Yeah, I mean, nothing like almost a 30% damage increase. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, so I already didn't really like this card because I personally found it difficult to deal with. Um, and then not now they're increasing the damage on top of it. But you know what? I, I, I did agree that it was a little bit weak when it got to the tower. It got to the point where like when one came out onto the board, I would almost kind of not really worry about it until it got to my tower. And even when it was at my tower, I didn't really have to worry about it too much. The problem was when it split into the pups. Sure. Now I kind of have an issue before it even gets to my tower. So I have to think on my feet a little bit with this one more. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think I feel the same way on this one. I mean, sure. 28% damage seems like a lot, but to be honest, he didn't really have, she didn't have that much damage to begin with. But I mean, for a, for a seven cost legendary, you'd think that people shouldn't be able to just ignore them right? for half of their duration on the map, or even more than that, right? Because the, once the pups come out, they either die immediately or they help you end the game. No, that's true. And think about how much damage the golem does for eight elixir, and that's on the ground and does almost the same thing. Yeah, no, you're, you're, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess I don't really mind this one too much. Yeah, this one was pretty good. Um, Just keeps me on my feet when I see this guy come out on the, or this gal come out on the uh field girl rob gal sorry she spurts out pups sorry it's okay she'll forgive you anyway what's the next one well speak speaking of she's um the next one that we have is the good old witch which 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 are you talking is, about is vastidious's most annoying card i thought this was so funny because we recorded the day before this happened and last week <laughs> and then he said that it was his least favorite card, actually his most hated card. And then this came out. And, and I think said, you and I both just looked at each other and we're like, 
Steve is going to Wait, he said he sends change. me a message on Skype and he just goes, uh, I figured you'd want to, um, you know, see that, th- that this happened. And it was just like a general list of all the balance changes. And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. And then I guess as he was sending it to me, he was reading them through. Like he didn't finish reading it until he sent it to me. And then after he sent the link, he goes, and they're increasing the witch. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how I read it. That's what it sounded like to me on this end. So I'm assuming you were in love with this. With this, I was excited. I haven't used the witch um, since Toil and Trouble. However, um, I cannot wait to use that deck with this card now. Um, I still need to get it upgraded, though. That's the only thing for it. But I, I actually really, really liked this change. I thought that this was a card, although very annoying, um, was not necessarily a super force to be reckoned with. And I think now, considering that she has the fastest attack in the game, this really does that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I mean, in their rationale, they say that this change will allow her to kill minions in three hits instead of four hits at tournament at, rules at tournament rules at the max level let's just right. say um i mean i get it and did this, we say that her damage was increased by 17 oh right right i didn't i don't know if i actually 17%. said that but yeah. 17 percent which so is now, pretty high yeah and you know i said before or we said before that the lava hound damage being increased by 28 percent didn't seem like that much because it was so low to begin with well, the witch is kind of in the same boat, right? Very low amounts of damage, but the difference with the witch and the lava hound is that one, the witch does AOE damage not to buildings but to troops, mm-hmm. and the second thing is it has the fastest damage attack speed in the game. So increasing her damage, especially when she's spitting out skeletons and is able to stay on the battlefield for such a long amount of time, really impacts the game a lot. Um, I don't know if I mind this one so much. Um, but I don't know if killing minions in three hits as opposed to four is, is balance or if it's too simple. I'm not sure how to take that. I don't know. I think they're trying to figure out a way to make it so that minions die quicker. Well, there's arrows, there's zap. Zap makes them almost go down to one hit KO to anything in the game. No, that's true. But I mean, the only things that actually kill an entire minion horde in one shot would be what fireball arrows um i guess technically the wizard if he can get them all grouped together the fire spirits maybe well no that's fair and actually now that you say that i don't know if i disagree that much with this because like you said the wizard is a five cost card and it kills the minions in one hit right this is and the wizards are rare so the you know in the same token if the witch is an epic she, she should, should be, be able, able to, to clear do them out pretty quickly. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. You've um, talked me into it, Rob. You're welcome. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> um, and then the next one that we had changed was the guards actually got a little bit of a buff. Um, and they made it so that they removed the pushback effect when their shields break. Yeah, I thought this one was big, actually. Like, I think this one was... I think this one is subtly big. Because people aren't going to think that this makes any difference at all, but it does. It definitely does. Because if there's no pushback, that's one or two seconds that three different guards are dealing, I forget how much damage they do at like level one or level two, but let's just pretend it's 60 or 70. Yeah, it's probably right. 
So that's around 200 damage per second. So that's mm-hmm. 400 damage over the course of two seconds that you're missing out on if they have pushback. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I like this one because it's subtle, but I think it'll impact the game in a good way. Well, think about it. I mean, I specifically use guards um, kind of like the regular skeletons when someone drops down a, a mini P.E.K.K.A. or um, a hog rider. Uh, so if someone then throws arrows at my guards, they're not going to bounce off of that unit. They're just going to stay on it and just keep attacking it. So th- I, I find this very useful. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, and then the next one that we have is the furnace, which had its lifetime increased to 50 seconds. And it was previously 40 seconds. Didn't they do this the opposite direction once before? Didn't they decrease it because they didn't want it to be able to stack? And then now they increase it because they want to stack it? Sounds like they're promoting spawner decks, Joe. I mean, I don't get this at all. (laughs) I mean, I think in the last balance change, previously the furnace was five elixir, lasted on for 50 seconds, and had pretty low health. Right. What they did, they changed it. They reduced it from five elixir to four elixir. 50 seconds to 40 seconds, but increased its health. Right. Um, because I guess, you know, maybe like a fireball or something was taking it out way too simply. Right, right, right. Um, so now they're keeping the health and they're increasing it back to 50 seconds, but they're keeping the cost at four. So essentially for the same four cost, you keep the furnace on the battlefield for an extra 10 seconds. So what mm-hmm. does that mean? It means that you get a whomping extra two fire spirits. Right. Because every 10 seconds, the furnace spits out a set of two fire spirits. Um, so, you know, I, I think generally speaking, they just say that their previous boost to the hit points didn't make it good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and adding 10 seconds will allow it to stack multiple furnaces and, and like you said, promote some, some good old-fashioned spawner decks, which I <laughs> yeah. don't know how happy I am about, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how this impacts the game. I don't think a lot of people use the Furnace to begin with, but maybe it'll increase it? I, that's, I, I don't know. That's funny that you say that, because I was just going to ask you, have you noticed an increase? Because I have. You have? Yeah, not, not a huge increase, um, but I, like, you know how there's those cards when you're playing, especially if you're playing, like, multiple times a day, multiple days a week, and you just go, oh, I haven't seen that card in a while, right? That, yeah just kind of happens totally you're like oh that that is a card um that's been happening way more recently except i've been saying it less and less frequently so because i've been seeing it more i haven't had to say it i'm with you i think i think i'm at a loss you halfway through that but i'm (laughs) all i'm saying is i see the furnace more often now i feel you yeah um and then the next card which i don't see ever anyway um is the mortar which had its deploy time decreased to four seconds from a whomping five seconds so the mortar used to be three and then they decreased its damage and they also increased the deployment time right yeah um i think from three to five seconds did they or was that the expo i think it was both did they oh i don't remember i can't i can't stay on top of everything joe i mean yeah because when they make balance changes they change 50 cards instead of just like four yeah, it would be much better. Supercell, if, you, if anyone from Supercell is listening, you did a nice job with this balance change um, because you did way less cards than the previous balance changes. Make it less next time. Do yeah. like three or four cards. Just yeah. tweak a couple. This one was at least a lot more manageable. Happens. Yeah. A lot more manageable. But in any case, um, 
they basically just decre- decrease the deployment time it takes from five seconds to four seconds. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything with the damage, the health, or anything like that. I I don't see this used that much. Me uh, and since this came out, I haven't seen an increase in it being used that much. Um, so, but I mean, overall, I don't really care about changes to the mortar unless they're increasing its damage, right? Um, and or increasing its its health um i i don't really care how long i get to react before it starts throwing big cannons at me yeah i wonder if we just don't see it because it's not played a lot in the royal arena well maybe maybe it's played more in the um lower arenas maybe but you know that's funny that you say that because i'm trying to think the the current meta right now is full of cycle decks mm-hmm. um whether it's the hog or the royal giant or something else um but to be honest with you the mortar mortar decks don't work well against that right it's it, it the, the the game speed is too quick for the mortar deck yeah that's true it, it would almost uh in order to kind of fit in with the meta unless they're really trying to change the current meta a lot um they'd have to make its attack speed faster a little bit faster or just make it or just ins- more damage or just make it th- uh three cost card instead of a four cost card yeah, that's true. I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't be happy about it, but yeah, that would definitely see it played more. <laughs> Boom. So, um, and then I don't want to go into this too much, but we we kind of already talked about it. The expo um also got a very similar uh balance change with its deployment time being decreased to four seconds from five seconds. However, this guy's hit points were increased by eighteen. How do you feel about this one? I still don't see it, but that could just be because the balance changes are fairly new. Um, but if I do see this on the battlefield, I'm going to be really mad when it starts taking out my tower very quickly. I'm totally with you. Yeah. I, you said it, the hit points were increased by 18. That's 18%. Um, I, I forget if you said percent, but it's, it's more than just 18 hit points. It's 18% yeah, that, of its hit that would, That'd be a terrible balance change if it was 18 hit. Yeah, right. Uh, we increased the expo by 18 hit points. A whomping 18 Great total job, hit guys. points. Great job, guys. Good luck. Good luck, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, like, I feel uh, like, like, I, I get what they're trying to do. Like, they like this um, type of thing because it, it's different. It's different. Like, Supercell mm-hmm. has the funny and silly side of themselves. Yep. Right. Like, they have the Goblin Barrel. They have the Expo. And they have combinations of such, like, the Expo and the Rage Spell and things like that. Right. Um, I, would, I would even throw the mortar in there too. Yeah, like they have cards like this, but cards that don't go with the normal grain of the game. Right, and you know it's they've got their serious side, but then they've got their fun side too. And you know, as long as the changes that they make don't allow the fun side of the game to take over the game, like nobody wants to see an expo meta deck no. just start developing into into the Clash Royale you know world i mean i don't if people do that's fine that's just my opinion but um i don't mind this one because i don't think it's that big of a deal speaking of the car that you just mentioned the goblin barrel actually got a decrease in spawning time it was 1.2 seconds and is now one second so the goblins themselves after the goblin barrel gets thrown across the map you know the nice airmail care packaged goblin barrel lands on the floor mm-hmm. it used to take 1.2 seconds for them yep. to start attacking now it's quicker so 0.2 seconds quicker mm-hmm. which might not seem like a big deal but 
this could be a big deal. But if you have high-level goblins in that barrel, it could be a big problem, especially if you've already depleted your arrows or your zap. Yeah, I mean, 0.2 seconds is enough time for them to get either one or an extra one attack off, yeah. which could be a big deal. Or you're going to have to start retiming your arrow throws or, and your zap throws. Right. But again, if you, if you read the, the tooltip as to their rationale, mm-hmm. it says, as one of the original Hallmark cards of Clash Royale's sillier side, we'd love to see barrels flying across the arena once again. So they just want to see this card played more. Of course they do. They don't want to see it become more powerful or more yeah. effective. They just want to <laughs> see people use it more. Just use it more. I would love to see that too, actually. <laughs> Speaking of uh, more effective, I would say that this next card makes this, or at least this next balance change makes this card more effective. This is um, huge. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the, the massive P.E.K.K.A. got a damage increase by 8%. What are your thoughts on this? Kill me now. Rob, I don't mind this one. Like, if you think about it, if you think about it. Sorry, I say that because I don't have a giant, so I can't (coughs) leash it anymore. So if you think about this, I'm thinking really hard. Do you see the smoke coming out of my ears? Yeah, it's kind of like the emote, the angry emote. Pop my headphone out. (laughs) When you read their rationale on this, it says this change will allow her to kill a barbarian with each swing if they're Mm -hmm. at the max tournament rule level. And I completely agree with that change. People are going to be up in arms that she did too much damage to begin with and that she didn't need a damage increase. But if you think about it, it would have to take her eight total hits, eight swings to kill four barbarians at the same equivalent level. And for a seven cost card that attacks once every 1.5 or so seconds, that is I don't even, I, I can't even do the math that quickly, but somewhere around like 12 total seconds. Yeah. That is way too long. And within 12 seconds, she's dead to those five barbarians. Well, I have to tell you, it's not that I disagree with this change. I actually really, 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 really like this change. It's just, I'm scared now. Oh, I'm That's definitely all. scared. Yeah. I don't have a giant in my deck. So like I said before, I can't leash it around the, uh, around the arena anymore. Right. So I have to, I have to deal with this thing head on now. Normally you try and limit how many attacks the P.E.K.K.A. gets. And now if she gets one in or two in, it could be a lot more effective. I mean, 8% doesn't seem like that much, but 8% of 500 is a nice little bump. You know, it's a nice 40, 40 extra damage. So Yeah. Um, and speaking of a nice little bump in damage, um, our good old friend, the Prince, got a damage increase by 9%. And I know you love this oh, one. Oh, I love this one. Because the prince is in the deck that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> so basically, any of the balance changes that that assist Rob in his current deck, he loves. Well, yeah, doesn't that make the most sense? Right. So I guess if this would have, if these balance changes would have come out two weeks ago, I would have just skipped the episode. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing to say here, guys. No. Move along. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have no, uh, no opposing view. Do you completely agree with this? No, I, I think to be honest with you, I think people are going to underestimate how much nine percent increases when the double damage is in effect. Well, that's true. Um, like 9% again might not seem like a lot, but don't forget the Prince does double damage. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it right. really makes an impact on that initial hit. Yep. Um, and it sounds like they really wanted it to, again, break through barbarians quicker. Yeah. And, and, <clears throat> you know, they, they talk about the fact that in early arenas and mid arenas, which is true, the Prince destroys the map, right? Mm-hmm. And they say that as players become more experienced, they can 
it, it seems less threatening because if you know how to place troops, you can really simply counter the prince. Um, this makes it a little bit more difficult to counter the prince because you can't counter it with that many cards because it'll kill whatever you're throwing down. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't mind this one. It makes it a little bit more challenging for even experienced players to, to figure out place uh, or troop placement um, and deal with it. So this will be a challenging one that I, I really don't mind that much. Yeah. Like I said, I'm excited for this one. Of course you um, are. <laughs> and last but not least, our good old friend, Hog Rider. Joe, you want to talk about this one? I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready for you not to be ready. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to talk about this one. Well, that's true. This was... Nobody's ready. Everybody's very sad. This was disheartening. I saw this change and I saw a decrease. I saw the word hog rider (laughs) followed by... Guys, Joe's going to cry. Followed by (laughs) decrease. And I read no further. Yeah. And I may or may not have just taken a moment of silence. You should have. Because this was a pretty serious change. This was a serious change. They're, Considering that they also messed up the freeze last week or and, two weeks ago, whenever the know, last balance change was. You know was. what got me the most, Rob? Hmm. I thought, maybe I was naive, but <laughs> I thought that because they, they nerfed the freeze. That they weren't going to touch that the hog. the hog was safe. <laughs> the hog was fine. I thought he was safe. I thought that I'd have <laughs> another. I thought that... It was an, an immortal card for one more balance change. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. Yeah, no, they, they did not agree with you. Um, and At they all. didn't agree with me either. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, the Hog Rider's damage was decreased by 6%. Um, and as you can tell, Joe is a little off kilt. A little of off kilt. Mm-hmm. This ruined my day. <laughs> I had to change my whole deck. I couldn't use what I was using anymore. People think, I see people, they say that it didn't really impact it that much. It's only 6%. I don't think people use it less. I think, I think it's less effective when it's on the field. Supercell killed the hog rider. <laughs> hey, Rob, before we go into the, the next segment, mm-hmm. do you have a minute? Can I just, can I just talk to you about this yeah, for a you second? Can, you could take as much time as you need. Because I've had so many thoughts ever since this happened and i really just want to get them off my chest yep, so this, the the floor is yours so i've written down a, i've written down some words and i just want to share them with you i'm ready all ears hog rider on monday june 21st 2016 we received news that a member of our family was taken from us I will never forget the fond memories that you've provided to us. We've crossed over so many bridges together and jumped over so many rivers together. We've watched you knock down hundreds of buildings and even play tag with enemy P.E.K.K.A.s. As you matured, we've seen goblins escorting you to the penthouse of the Archer Tower just to see you destroy it. We thought a 6% reduction would impact you slightly, but little did we know that it would wither you to nothing, ultimately leaving your hog riderless. You were truly an inspiration to us all. The echoes of your scream 
Hograda will be heard for years to come. Rest in peace, Hograda. You will be missed. Boom. Boom. That was beautiful. I'm impressed. When when'd you write that? I wrote that on the bus. I had I had some good time to soul search. I see that. And <laughs> and it really made me feel better. I'm really glad that you saved that and surprised me on the show. That's what I'm here for. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Um, so with that, uh, let's go on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. Why don't you tell us a little bit about why these decks were picked? Yeah, so typically we make about two or three decks that collectively you and I make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we run with them, we practice them, we see if they work, maybe they don't work, and we just tell our listeners about it and hope they try it out and see what happens. Um, this week, however, switch it up a little bit. Um, instead, this week, Rob and I both picked one deck from our clans, Cast Royale and Cast Royale 2, and we're going to talk about that deck as a deck spotlight. So the names of the decks, we typically come up with some fun name or something that represents the deck. This week, the names of the decks are the names of the players that play with them. And created these decks. And created them themselves. So they get all the credit, not us. We've used them. We win with them. But credit is given where credit is due. So the first deck is created by a guy in Cast Royale. That's the clan that I'm taking over right now. Boom. Typically Rob's clan. And the name of the deck is Dirty Walt. Made by... Dirty Walt. Dirty Walt. (laughs) So the deck includes a giant, barbarians, arrows, fireball, the balloon, the witch, minions, and fire spirits. He said that he interchanges the fire spirits for archers every mm-hmm. so often, but I found that it works better with the fire spirits. I like that it has fire spirits. I've never, I don't really make decks with them, yep. so it's cool to see them in here, especially since you also have arrows. Completely agree. So yeah. with the fire spirits, let's pretend that we're using those because you should. Well, what's, what's the cost of this deck? Ah, the, the cost of the deck is 4.0. So okay. if you're using Jason's deck, it's the same. It's just like that. It's the same feel. Mm-hmm. The difference is that it doesn't have a pump. So, right. um, you know, you're not going to feel late game that you're getting the double, double, double elixir. Um, that double whammy elixir. Double, double whammy. Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I don't know what I just did. I don't know, man. Reel it in. But anyway. So this deck is really cool. Ultimately. The two scariest cards that you have in your deck are the Balloon and the Giant. The strategy with this deck is to get the Giant out all the way in the back. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you let him walk across the map until he gets about halfway or so by the river and in between the river and uh, your Archer Tower. Pick a side, whatever side you want. After you drop that down, you drop the Witch behind it. And what the witch is doing is it's generating, obviously, or summoning little skeletons that are behind the giant. Mm -hmm. By the time they both get to the river, because they'll eventually get to the river around the same time. Right. Because the witch and the skeletons are much faster than the giant is. There will be about six little skeletons now pushing the giant forward. So now you have a relatively quick giant that's getting pushed across the map. It actually pushes the giant quicker? 
if you have one little skeleton behind it or two, it won't, it it won't, won't do push that. it that much. But it, if you have a bunch. But if you have six, they literally team up behind the giant and they just push them. Wow. It's like a team of ants that are literally just helping the big guy get across the field. Wow. It's awesome. I'm impressed. <clears throat> From there, the strategy is, is actually relatively simple. You wait. <laughs> and you see what they drop. If they don't react to what you're doing, you pretty much have a clean shot to the tower. Right. But you don't want to not use elixir, so you do something. And that something is drop the balloon. And the strategy for dropping the balloon is actually pretty key. You have to wait for the giant to cross the river so that it aggroes the tower. So that nothing is attacking the balloon when it comes down. You right. want the giant that has all the health to soak up the damage. From there, let's pretend that you're picking the right side of the map, right? You want to put the balloon even further to the right past the bridge, literally okay. towards the edge of the map. Okay. And the reason for this is simple. If you put it all the way at the edge of the map, typically people are going to want to put like a cannon or something to distract the giant. Right. But if you put the giant in a place where it's going to get distracted by the cannon, the, the balloon, balloon not- further off to the right that's flying doesn't have to go in the path of the bridge. It can right. fly over the bridge and over the water. It's not going to aggro or get aggroed by the building that they use to distract it. Okay. So pretty much you have a straight shot at the tower with the balloon that's not getting attacked because the giant is soaking up all the damage. Now here's the cool part. Wait, there's more cool parts? Oh, that dude, was pretty cool already. Dude, you wait and see. I'm ready. Because typically people are going to want to counter your giant with something like the barbarians, the mini P.E.K.K.A., mm-hmm. or the minions. Right. Any one of those cards can be countered by the fire spirits. You'd be like, well, how do they get countered by the, by the fire spirits? Well, the reason is simple. The mini P.E.K.K.A. gets to about 10% health after it gets attacked by all three fire spirits. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, you have six, or at this point, maybe even nine little skeletons that are being generated from the witch, plus the witch, that are also going to be attacking the mini P.E.K.K.A. Right. The minions also die to the witch. They also die very easily to the fire spirits. To the fire spirits. And the beautiful thing is that the fire spirits basically take out the barbarians almost fully. And the witch does AoE damage and with her increase does even more damage and can wipe out the remainder of the barbarians. So ultimately what's going to wind up happening is the person that you're facing is going to have to deal with the giant and all of these other things that are going on. Right. And then they're going to have to figure out a way to kill the balloon. It's just too much. It's a lot. Yeah, that's overwhelming. And the coolest thing is if they, if they back the, the minions all the way by their tower and your fire spirits or witch can't get to it yet because they're distracted by the, by the cannon or whatever else was thrown down, mm-hmm. you have arrows. Done. The arrows destroy the minions. Three elixir to five elixir, no defense against the, the balloon. The balloon's dropping bombs, man. Yeah. I saw him play this deck and it was amazing. I really like that uh, he goes the route of having two spells in this deck. Um, my deck also has two spells, um, and I'm starting to feel like that's a really good route to go with decks in yep. this current meta. Um, and that's a really... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But that, no, you it's just, okay. You, I was just going to say Jason's deck only had one spell, so... Right, and you just reminded me of something. This deck, the Fireball and the, the, fireball and the Barbarian should be used defensively, if at all mm-hmm. possible. However, if you need to use the fireball in like a late game situation or to clear like a building, do it. As long as you're clearing something that's going to 
take away from killing like your giant, then fine. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um so that that's the really, really cool thing about this deck. Now, here's the problem with this deck. It dies to the Inferno Tower, mm-hmm. gets really messed up by the Ice Wizard, mm-hmm. and the Sparky is super difficult to deal with. Yeah, I could see that. So just you're never going to be able to quote unquote watch out for those because certain decks counter yours. But, you know, just keep in mind, you may have to play a little bit more careful as opposed to go strictly offensive when you're playing those kinds of decks or just go for the draw. Correct. (laughs) So uh, my deck is actually from our buddy Purple Flame, which is the name of the deck that he built that's such that a I'm solid using. name for a no deck. it's so good it's so, so cool good. uh-huh purple flame purple um and it's a 3.6 elixir deck um so it's relatively quick um but as i said before it contains the prince the minion horde the zap the fireball the spear goblins the goblins the barbarians and the hog rider too soon I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. But it does have it and it does work um, the way that we need it to in this deck. So the key with this deck is to try and get it so that you have your hog rider, one of the two sets of goblins you have, and your zap. That's really how you want to start this um, or start your first play. So essentially what you'll be doing is dropping your hog rider on either the left or the right side of the map as far as it can go towards the edge of the map. And then the one of the goblins or both, depending on what you're doing, um, on the inside next to him. So essentially what will happen is when the hog rider is going to the tower, the goblins are essentially chauffeuring um, the hog rider to the tower and what this does is obviously back up the hog rider but if the opponent throws out a building such as a cannon um theoretically they're going to throw it in the middle of the board the goblins are going to go to the cannon and the hog rider is going to continue going to the tower now the nice thing is that as soon as it gets to the tower you can zap it because as soon as your hog gets to the tower usually the opponent is going to be throwing out other goblins or archers or a mini P.E.K.K.A. or, you know, anything that's going to be trying to get your hog. The only thing that I will warn you is, which is a good thing that you have this for, is barbarians. So barbarians are the thing that your zap really isn't going to do too much. And as a matter of fact, you're going to wind up wasting close to six elixir when they only used five to get rid of your um, hog rider and the three goblins so while you also use your zap plus you still have to deal with the barbarians right and again they will survive so really what you could do is if you don't want to do the zap thing you could back the hog rider up a little bit more before you drop it then drop your uh goblins the same way but then prepare to throw your fireball right at the tower yeah that that's a really good thing so i guess my question with this one is rob like how do you know what to do like how do you know whether to prepare the zap because you don't want to pre-zap and you definitely don't want to pre-fireball because right. you're wasting a lot of elixir then but you know like what, what would you recommend would you recommend somebody preparing to zap just in case and then switch the reaction to the fireball if needed or what well personally i find that it's trial and error um and you got to kind of figure it out quickly because i feel like most people are going to use their best strategy for the hog rider as soon as it hits um 
So what I try and do is test out the waters a little bit. Like I'll throw out um, my spear goblins first to see if they'll zap it. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, now I know they'll have a zap. So then at, at the very least, I can now throw my hog rider and just know that it won't be zapped. Um, but if I do throw it out the first time and he throws out um, barbarians, the next time I throw my hog, I'm going to switch up my strategy a little bit. That's fair. So basically what you're saying is, is you, you, you don't go in all in the first time. You can't. So, so what you spend like the first 30 or so seconds just throwing things out dealing damage to the tower but just feeling them their feel out what their deck is and then yeah. go all in yeah and i would say probably in that in the meantime you're probably getting rid of between five and six hundred health from the tower hopefully yeah no, but to be honest with you the uh, wait wait hold before you before you get all honest with me Ooh. the other thing with this deck is the prince who oh, got an awesome yeah. increase right so what I typically do, and I, I'm not 100% sure if uh, Purple also does this or if he does anything different, but um, you can use the Prince um, in tandem with the Hog and the Goblins. Um, what I've done before, and I, I've actually, I think I've seen him. I just don't know if he, he does this on the reg. Um, he'll throw out the Prince in the back behind the Crown Tower as close as you can be to the back of the Crown Tower. Um, without it going in the opposite direction. So he starts it there when he has 10 elixir, and then he'll drop it. Now he only has five elixir. But by the time the prince gets close to the uh, river, he can drop and have enough elixir to drop his hog and his goblins on the opposite side. So now you have a double whammy coming down both lanes. Right, and typically people aren't going to be able to respond to both of those at the same exact right. time. Mm-hmm. Um, because they also have to have first of all they have to have the answer for both in their in their hand and then they have to react quick enough to both of them using the appropriate cards that quickly i mean you don't get that many seconds to react to a knight and a hog rider no you don't charging at your tower right right can i be honest with you now you can be as honest as you like i've played this i've played versus him with this (laughs) deck and it is it's a beast disgusting now this this deck's a beast it is so difficult to deal with like you mentioned it's 3.6 elixir cost it is so fast you feel like you're always on the defense Mm -hmm. and you can never build up an offensive strategy i was never able to successfully just like counter his attack yeah because he's always coming at you and then go on an offensive strategy because i'm dealing with something else on the other side Mm -hmm. um it's a very very well-rounded deck and i don't know if you mentioned the minion horde in this deck is absolutely insane. Yep. And I don't know why. For multiple reasons. The, the main reason that I found is because typically people will only run like one spell, typically. Right. And that spell is either zap or the arrows or the fireball. Right. And this deck that Purple Flame created, like I said, causes you to be on your back foot. So if the only card you have is arrows or the fireball, you are inevitably going to use the, the fireball or the arrows to defend against the double goblin hog rider push. It's inevitably mm-hmm. going to happen. And if you do that, you have get ready, no defense get ready for, for the minion horde. Yep. <laughs> and that's what kills you. <laughs> at, yeah. the end of the, at the end of the day, that's what kills you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of what you had mentioned earlier, this deck, I used to get so mad when i played a sparky this deck handles sparky like a champ why like a champ because you have the ability to so all right let me get let me give you a for instance so the things that make it um 
really good against the Sparky, obviously, of the Minion Horde, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have two sets of goblins that can distract this guy and reset his charge. That's the second thing. The third thing is you have a Zap that also resets his charge. Now, you also have a Prince. So let me give you a fun scenario that I went through earlier today. Someone was trying to do a, a, a Hail Mary, if you will, with their um, Sparky. Sure, they, they were, were all they, in. Yeah, they, they, they were ready to win, and I just wasn't about to have it. So he <laughs> dropped his Sparky all the way at the back of the arena. Little <laughs> did they know I yeah, was not he, having he, this. He didn't know. He didn't know. He dropped his Sparky all the way in the back of the arena, and I threw him off by dropping my prince in the back of my arena. And he probably went, huh? I mean, I'm going, huh, right now, too. Are you so ready? We'll, yeah, no, every, I'm, everybody I'm interested in how like, this Rob, story you ends. Talk, Rob, you're, 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 you're silly. Yeah. So I drop my prince, and my prince starts his charge. And he's going, he's going, he's going all the way across the battlefield. Do you know what I did? Before my prince got to the Sparky, I zapped the Sparky, dropped my goblins, and my prince hit him with his charge. He was gone in seconds. The guy didn't know what happened. So he's just watching your prince charge his, his Sparky, and he's like, oh, well, this guy's of an course, idiot. He's just yeah. going to die. <laughs> of course a Sparky's going to kill a prince, right? Yeah, but then uh -huh. you zapped it, and you just completely turned the table. And I had more than enough elixir to do that with, because he wasted, not wasted, but he used six, only had four. I used five, and I was building it up as it was going across, and I only needed four more to pull off that move well plus he thought that he was going to take out your prince so he's setting up his next move already not right. expecting you to kill the, right. the sparky and theoretically he may have also expected me to throw out um a minion horde sure who knows? sure who knows so basically you threw him off completely i'm assuming you won that game i, I destroyed that Ooh, game destroyed, destroyed. He yeah had no shot he don't let even me, know what hit let him. Me, <laughs> let me, a, a prince hit him oh uh, let me tell you and for With everyone an extra nine percent damage no, it did. It made a huge difference. Um, but it's all because of the zap and the goblins. So this deck brought me to 2640 today. Can you use this, this deck defensively? Yeah. I mean, it's got barbarians. It has a fireball, which is very useful against other barbarians or just a horde of units. Sure. Um, I mean, come on. I mean, you're the one that taught me to use... Um, the regular goblins to offset oncoming barbarians where I'm now spending only two elixir, whereas they spent five. Yeah. And no, you're right. It helps a lot because the tower is going to be there. And the minion horde too. Like I I'm telling you, you can use it offensively, especially if they mess up their fireball or their, or their zap or their zap or their arrows. If they use it on the goblins by accident. Um, but to be honest with you, they do a lot of damage to, to, to oncoming traffic. Right. I mean, like if no, something comes do. on your side, they're killing them. Yep, and my, uh, my minions are level 9. Actually, all my units are level 9. All my commons in this are level 9. Um, my prince is level 3, which was uh, a recent change. Um, and I finally got my hog to 7. That's awesome. Yeah, it's huge. So we should say that in, in Purple's deck, most of his commons are level 9 or 10. Mm -hmm. um, his prince is level 4. His hog is level seven i think it's seven um but he made it to around 29 uh, i want to say 2950 or so with he this was deck. so he's so close to legendary arena so close and 
the the deck that I was talking about, Dirty Waltz deck, most of his cards are level nine. the The big one for him is that his um his balloon is level four. Wow. So a level four epic. Um, so it's a very high, but yeah, it's big. He made it to like 30, I think it was like 3050. So he broke the legend cusp. Um, he wound up coming back down, but he, he did break it. So these decks are very good and can be used very effectively and get you to high trophy counts, especially if your cards are within, you know, the appropriate level range for that trophy count. Correct. And you also need to know how to play them. So. That's why we thought we'd pick them out um, as special decks for our deck spotlight this week. Um, And we hope that it gets you into the legendary arena. Because I'm not getting there yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're trying. We're We're trying trying real hard. hard. Yep. Um, So let's go into emails and reviews. And this week we got five emails. Boom. The first email that we got is from JC. Um, and he writes, I love your podcast. I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts, and yours is one of the ones that I get excited about when I see a new episode is available. My favorite segment is when you share new deck ideas. I only wish the game offered more than three slots for decks. I now have my main two decks and my open spot just to test out the ones you guys talk about. Thank you and keep up the great work. Yeah, so this email came from JC. One thing that I really, really liked was the fact that people really like our deck spotlights. I know, dude. That's I'm, so exciting. I'm so happy about that. You know, I know, because when we first started doing it, we didn't think that we were really that good at them. No, and, but <laughs> I, that's totally true. And I mean, I think it, for us, it's funny because we are so passionate about this game. And it's scary. One of the things that we're really passionate about is creating new decks. We really, really do love to try new decks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people like to try decks that they know are already going to work or that have already been tried and tested, right? And Steve, when he was with us last week, he, he mentioned that, which right. is totally and, fine. And we like to do that too. Totally. We just also like making decks. But we also like being the people that make those tried and tested decks. And let me tell you, there is nothing cooler than being able to make a deck. Like if I make a deck and tell you to try it and you like it, that's super exciting. But if I make a deck or you make a deck and 50 other people try it because they heard it on the show, that's the coolest thing. That's the satisfying thing for us. Yep. And the fact that you keep your third deck slot open for one of our discussed decks is just awesome. And to be honest with you, it really does give us awesome feedback and makes us want to do this even more so we're not going to stop giving you more decks and as these balance changes keep coming and the meta continues to change we're never going to run out of awesome new decks to try Um, that's true and who knows you know some decks that we create might not even be our play style but they might be yours um so you never know what we're going to come out with and and what will work or might not work for you so give it a shot and and see what happens but jc thank you so much for the email we really appreciate it yeah definitely um and then the next one uh, actually comes from uh mr bilbo swaggins um ironically not the bilbo swaggins that is in our clan wow i didn't know that yeah you can have the same name as somebody else in the game but isn't his name without the space Maybe. But I think, so I don't think anybody could have the same name as you. You might be right, Rob. 
I'll be really upset if somebody else is named Nonstop Rug Ooh. and if somebody else was named the Boom Man. I, yeah, you know what? That's actually a really if good. If I point. ever came across another Boom Man, I mean, I'll be excited. I guess I'll take a screenshot and send it to you. But that's a really I'll good be point. Upset. Actually, if I saw yeah. another Nonstop Rug, I think I would feel like I would I would feel like my whole world is crashing. <laughs> I care about you, Rob. Thank you. I, I don't want it. there to be any more of you. Just you, Rob. Just You're me. good enough. They broke the mold. You're better than good enough. All right. So this is from Bilbo Swaggins, but not the Bilbo Swaggins that I know. A different one. Correct. Right. So he writes, um, you guys are one of my favorite podcasts. You help me learn so much about Clash Royale every week. You guys have so much enthusiasm and are extremely funny. Now that I have the touchy-feely stuff out of the way, I have a question. I am starting a Let's Play on Clash Royale. From the very start of the game for my YouTube channel, Cough, it's called Bilbo Swaggins, and I wanted to know what would be a good deck for Arena 2. I have no more than the Prince, Mini P.E.K.K.A., Spear Goblins, Goblin Hut, and the default stuff, and the Musketeer. Love your podcast. Keep up the great work. Aiden. Or Bilbo Swaggins. Boom. Boom. So, first of all, Bilbo, thank you so much for the email. We really appreciate the kind words. We try and be enthusiastic about the game, but to be honest, Rob, I think it kind of comes easily because we're passionate about it and we really like it. So, but we're glad you think we're funny. I don't know how funny I think we are, but we're kind of dopey. We're kind of we're definitely dopey. Yeah. But um uh really cool thing is that he's making a YouTube channel, which is so cool. So I know that's pretty cool. Check out his his YouTube channel. I, I, I haven't had a chance to see if it started yet. Um but check it sporadically and see if it's up, but basically he's giving you a let's play from Arena 2 all the way on up. Um you know, he asked us for a deck and we will create one for him. Um, we reached out to Bilbo and we just asked him to be a little bit more specific about the cards that he has because at low levels, you really don't have that many. And he mentioned a couple, but we don't want to assume anything and just not make a deck that he can even use. So we're waiting to hear back and we will, Bilbo, we will make you a deck. And if you want us to create a deck for every arena as you make it there, we will. Yeah, just let us know. Yo, by the way, mm. um, as you were talking about that, Guess who I got a message from on Discord? Bilbo Swaggins. Bilbo Swaggins. No way. The InClan one. The InClan yeah. one. Uh -huh. We call him Swagman. 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 Yeah, and his name is all lowercase, one word. Boom. Yep. Um, so the next email that we got is from Justin, who writes, Hey guys, great podcast. Absolutely love it. Uh, I have tried to find more Clash Royale podcasts and none have compared to yours. So thanks for the awesome podcast. My question is, are you guys considering doing podcasts on other games? For instance, some games that I love, Hearthstone, Overwatch, other popular mobile games, etc. I by no means am telling you to stop the Clash Royale podcast, but other podcasts about other games means more content, more interaction, and more exposure. Again, thanks for the awesome podcast and goodbye. Rob, this email talked about something that you and I have been discussing for, I guess, the last, like, month. Yes. And the answer is not very simple. No, it's not. It's, right? Because it's a little convoluted. It's, it's a, a very... We, we call it a thicket. A thicket? It's a thicket. I don't know what that means, but I'm with you. <laughs> We've got a thicket going yeah, on. Yeah, we got a thicket. And, you know, I guess for, for us... We really, really love doing this podcast. We didn't, you know, we just started this two or three months ago and we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know whether we would like it, whether people would like us. Frankly, we didn't really think it was going to make it to iTunes. No, but for somehow sure. that happened. We didn't, I'm, I'm magically, Rob figured out how to do it with Vestidius's help. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, 
we, this is a very fun, enjoyable hobby for us. It's something that we do on the side that we do when we're not working that we, we like to enjoy because it's fun. Mm -hmm. We've talked about doing other games because we say, okay, maybe we can get more people that listen to us or maybe the people that like that game will also like us and then they'll come listen to this podcast and you know, the domino effect happens, right? But with all that also comes more content that we have to look for and more recording time. With great power comes great responsibility. Perfect way to put it. Said uh, Spider-Man's uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Says Spider-Man's uncle. I don't remember his name. But anyway. People are going to get mad at me. But anyway. You've thrown me off track. Sorry. However, we really don't want this fun hobby to ever feel something like a job for us mm-hmm. um it, it might not seem like a lot of effort um but there's a lot of behind <laughs> the scenes a, work there's a lot of stuff and a lot of time and effort that goes into this yes um we're also still very very relatively new to this mm-hmm. um so it takes us a little bit longer than i think it might take other people mm-hmm. um so maybe as we get better and more efficient at at podcasting and editing and blah 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 we can start looking at other games but for right now we're gonna we're gonna keep it to clash royale yeah and i'll also say that in the meantime while we're still getting our stuff together trying to figure out how to actually streamline this whole process because let's face it we're still doing that um there are awesome podcasts which you've already heard from one of the hosts for hearthstone um so that was legend of the innkeeper another really good one um that i just uh, recently started listening to was called um the overwatchers for overwatch that's another podcast their episodes are about as long as ours um so is uh legend of the innkeepers podcast so go check those out for sure um everybody on both of those shows are awesome boom Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next email that we got is from Russell G. He writes, hi, Joe and Rob. Hey, you got your name first this time. My name is never first. All right. It's always Rob and Joe. But now it's Joe and Rob. Watch, now, now people are going to be like, hi, Joe and Rob. Nobody ever says my name yeah. first. So, Russell, thank you. Shout so, out to Russell. Boom. Yeah. Good job, Russell. You made Joe's day. Um, so he writes, hi, Joe and Rob. Love your show. And I listen to it religiously. Two things in my fan feedback email. One. Actual Clash Royale phone casualty following rage throw. See attached photo. He sent us a photo. Uh-huh. Keep he reading, did. Keep uh, and he wrote, after a bad loss to a player ranked over 100 trophies less than me, and at the tail end of the largest death spiral ever known to man of at least 300 to 400 trophies, I threw my phone Frisbee style, or Ninja Star style. See attached picture for outcome of said throw. Dude. Wait, 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 wait. And he also writes, do you know the address for Supercell so I can send them a repair bill? <laughs> Scream repair was quoted around 170 New Zealand dollars. So it's about $110 in the US dollar. And then he goes, do you think they can include my phone repair bill in the $9 billion <laughs> 10 cent acquisition deal? <laughs> this was awesome his his email started out very funny already and then with every line i felt like we were going to go on to a different subject and it just kept going with the with the broken phone it was great and then after Uh, that he said maybe supercell should do what nintendo did for the wii and issue wrist straps (laughs) that attach to your phone to your wrist so that if you do actually rage throw it it just flies around your wrist instead of hitting a wall it's amazing (laughs) oh it's so good 
I so, read, go. So uh, these, the more serious side of his uh, email, which was the second part, uh, talked about clan wars, which may or may not be coming. I know we told him that we weren't sure, but that was before we found the screenshot. Can we, can we first talk about the phone casualty? Yeah, go ahead. I've thrown my phone pretty hard into a pillow before. Mm-hmm, me too. We've spoken a bunch of times about ninjas chucking our phone across the room. And Raygun Wesley in Cast Royale has also told us about the same feeling. I'm That's sure true. we're not the only ones. We can't I mean, be. Bestidious wanted to know how to remove his phone from the wall. Right, so we can't be the only ones. We're not. We found someone that did it. And they yes. sent us a phone. The phone looked like it was, like, literally, it was just cracked. The whole screen was messed up. It, it, was, was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful because <laughs> I, I, I immediately related to Russell. Yep. Except we throw our phones into pillows. Because it's not the act of breaking the phone that gets out the anger. It's the fact that you fling the phone. Right. So if you could aim it into something that's more foam-like, uh, something that gives a little. <laughs> something a little bit more forgiving. Less like a wall. <laughs> Much. More like a pillow. <laughs> less like a wall, more like a pillow. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So, I mean, we would love Clan Wars, though, right? Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. I think this was a rumor, like you said, that, you know, we heard from one of his clanmates, um, it came from Reddit. Um, it, it may or may not be fake. It, for all we know, it could be fake, but it'd be a really, really cool concept. Yes. Um, you know, the way we think it would work is that two different clans could kind of get put into like a, a temporary clan space, like mm-hmm. a separate shared chat server where you know, people from one clan could request battles and only people from the other clan could accept them. Right. And it would be grayed out for people from the same clan. That way you can't, you know, accidentally verse your teammate. Um, and then, you know, first one to X amount of wins, um, wins the quote unquote war and gets a certain amount of gold or gems from somebody. That'd be a really cool concept. You know, this is all hypothetical and it doesn't, right. it doesn't mean anything. But How it's actually going to play out, we don't even know. Um, we cool, also though. don't know if the tournament's button is the Clan Wars, but it sounds like this rumor happened at the right time, so they could be one and the same. We just want to see um, how it's going to play out. Yeah, one other thing. Um, he also has a clan um, called New Zealand, um, and that's N-E-W space Z-E-A-L-A-N-D. Um, and it has a blue flame as the logo. They have about 23,000 trophies. So if you can't get into our clans, you haven't picked a clan yet, just you need to be in a clan, as Joe and I have pointed out, be in a clan. This would be a good one to be in, New Zealand. Um, and then to wrap up his email, he also writes, keep up the good work and excellent podcasts. Cheers. Gnome, Gnome 73 is his uh, in-game name. That was one of the more fun emails we've ever gotten. Nah, that was great. That had me uh, slapping my knee a lot. But wait till you hear the next one. Um, from Awesome Lewis. He writes, hey guys, started to listen to your podcast a few weeks ago and love your work. My question to you is, if you were tasked by Supercell to create a new legendary card, by combining attributes from two common and or rare cards, what would you propose to Supercell? P.S. Think this game is rigged. 
because I got two legendary cards in the space of a month. PPS or is it PSS? I don't know. I hope you both get a legendary card soon. When you do, feel free to let me know and I will play some friendly battles against you guys. Keep up the good work. Awesome Lewis, who writes an awesome email. Boom. Boom. This email was easily the most thought-provoking question we've ever gotten. Completely agree. I read this email and I immediately, I read the email and as soon as I read the question that he asked, I just looked up and just my brain started going. You're, I was going to say your gears had to have been going because right? that's what was happening to me. Yeah. Like I was like, well, what if I do this? Well, what if I do that? What if I do that? Well, oh, wait, that's an epic. What happens if you just combine all of these <laughs> cards? <laughs> I, I was trying to think like I'm, I'm like a mad scientist trying to figure out like the best possible formula. Right. Yep. But. You know, it's funny because we were going through this process and we were like, wait, 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 we, we can't do that. Right. Because that would be too cheap. That would be overpowered. But then, but we're then like, we thought of Sparky. They were like, hold on a minute. Wait, <laughs> hold on a minute. If they can, if Supercell can create a Sparky that does right. a thousand AOE damage to everything in, the, in front of it, we can be a little bit cheap. Right. I, I, I agree. So. If if it if it's not obvious to everybody listening, Joe and I were extremely excited by this question, and it also allowed us to put a lot of thought into it, which we did. Um, and we each came up with our own legendary card based on other cards in the game. Joe, you want to go first? No, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you're the older brother. The older brother always leads. Little brother always follows. That's it. Right. Boom. All right. So my legendary card is something I would like to call the gyrocopters. The gyrocopters! <laughs> so I would like another flying legendary unit that combines the minions with the fire spirits. Boom. Mm-hmm. So Rob, how does this work? So this is, a, this is my four-cost elixir card because as far as I remember, there are no four-cost legendary cards, correct? Right. So this would be the first. Um, and essentially what would happen is you would use them just like any other air card. They would drop out of the sky three gyrocopters. Um, essentially, they would have a shield on them, similar to like the guards or the, uh, the dark prince. We don't really know how much that shield would be, but it would have a shield. And the whole point would be so that it can't die right away to a zap or it could block a zap, or at least the first shot of a zap. It could block arrows, it could block a fireball, it could block, ha uh, hey, even a lightning spell. Um, the, the, the fun part with this card is that they are ranged air units. So they act like minions where they fly across the field quickly. You only get three of them. Um, but they attack from far away shooting little cannon-type missiles, um, and they have their shield. The fun part is, as as soon as their shield breaks, one of those little circular timer goes off underneath them, similar to the timer on the giant skeleton when his bomb comes out on the field, and you, you know you have some time before it goes off. When that timer finishes, the gyrocopters kamikaze into whatever unit they're going after. And they do AoE damage, or they do single target damage? I... I I'm gonna, all right, you know what? Because it's a legendary, I'm going to say AoE damage. Well, yeah, dude, you're combining the fire spirits. Yeah, AoE damage. Done. So basically they have, just to sum this up, it's a four-cost flying unit that gives you three gyrocopters that have, like, mechanical, like, armor on them. Yeah. That don't die to one shot to any spell. 
But once, and they have range like a musketeer, let's just say. Yeah. But when they break their shield, they have very small amounts of hit points. Very, very low health. And can be killed, but if they are not, they kamikaze into whatever unit or building is there. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> love it. Good. Good. Because I worked really hard on it. I thought, I thought about it for a long time, and I, I think that it would be a lot of fun. Plus, I wanted a card because I like the idea of Sparky and the way that it looks. I like that kind of... Spark is the only machine in the game. So I thought that maybe we could have a cool set of flying machines. So gyrocopters seem to fit very appropriately. Yeah, dude, I, I, I really, really like your idea. So what's your card? I don't know the name of it. You don't know the name of it? No. I can't well, think what? of a really cool name. So like I didn't right. want to come up with like a, like a, like a mediocre name and then people be like, ah, it's not that cool. So I'm going to go nameless right now. Okay. And, right. and maybe one thing we can do is have people, like, if you, if, if people that are listening, if, if you can think of a name that kind of fits this card, tell us. Yeah, let us know. So here's what I combined. I combined the Musketeer with the Valkyrie. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you how this works. So this is going to be a five-cost legendary. Again, there are no five-cost legendaries. Um, and it is a ranged unit just like the Musketeer. And its ranged attack does just about as much damage as the Musketeer would. However, the difference is, is that it moves faster than the Musketeer. So whereas the Musketeer has medium speed, this card would have fast speed. So it can, it can impact the board quicker. Also, if it's ranged and it attacks and it's walking towards the opponent's tower, because it's faster than the Musketeer, It'll get within its, um, its, attack, its attack distance quicker and therefore will do more damage to the tower as opposed to you know, maybe getting one or two less hits on the tower. But here's what really makes this card legendary. So what happens is, is it's a ranged card. However, if a unit or a building is placed or gets within one tile of the Musketeer, it switches to a Whirlwind melee attack that does AoE damage. And the coolest thing about it is that no matter whether the, the ranged shot just went off or not, as soon as the, the melee unit or building gets within the one tile, it automatically, without any recoil or attack cooldown, will Whirlwind. So essentially, if the ranged shot goes off and then literally 0.1 seconds later, the unit gets within one tile of the of the troop, it will do another attack, kind of like a double whammy attack. Yeah, that's cool. So now people might think that this is really cheap. However, if you think about it, how often are cards starting range and then coming in, right? No, they don't. They, that never really happens. They're usually always ranged, and then that's it. But now this card specifically is able to defend itself in a close quarter situation, exactly. which I think is awesome. So it technically serves a similar purpose as a musketeer, but it punishes the opponent for getting, for getting in too close. close to it. Yeah. But it only punishes the opponent the first time that it happens. And there's no limit on how many times it could happen. It's just if the scenario presents itself, it'll do it. 
So a really cool thing would be is if you sent the legendary unit over the river and it was attacking the tower as a ranged unit and then your opponent dropped skeletons or regular goblins on it, it would automatically switch the attack and, and, they'd be gone. and kill them. Yep. So it's not very easily dealt with. You'd have to use something else like another ranged character or a right. building or air units or something else. It won't just be so easily countered by low cost cards. And I think ultimately you you won't be able to use this card defensively. Like it it'll have about as much health or maybe a little bit more health than the um than the musketeer. And the only reason why we would do that is so that it doesn't get destroyed by a fireball. Right. Um but not as much health as a Valkyrie because we don't want it to be used defensively to the point where you can just drop it on a swarm of troops and just take them all out. We want this card to be a ranged troop, but just punishes things for approaching it. Right. Another cool thing that I think comes from this as a legendary card is when it's uh, a ranged unit, it can attack ground and air. But when if it's a melee unit, it can only attack ground. Exactly. That's crazy. So... I put some good thought into this one. I thought of a lot of different things, but this was the one that just really clicked with me. So yeah, that's um, really cool. I was really excited about it. So I hope you guys like it. I, I love it. I mean, we both came up with a whole bunch of other ideas too, but these were the two that we kind of thought were appropriate for the show. Right. I mean, we could have like a whole nother episode about all the different cards we'd love to see, but we won't go into that. No, that's true. Um, And what we are going to ask, if anybody wants to, because we would love to see this, we would love to see some fan art. Um, If people would like to draw um, or paint or sketch or digitally create either of the two designs or both um, in the way that we kind of fashion them for you, that would be super exciting. Again, Joe's is like a a transformer type of thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be mechanical, um, but it switches between melee and ranged. And mine is three flying gyrocopters that look like they've been glued together by goblins um, with different size propellers. That's all I want to really add to that. Boom. It's a good little detail. You can tell we've thought about this a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have the creative side in you um, and you're artistic in any way, shape, or form, and that's something that you like to do, Send it and we'll put it on the website. We love, we would love to see what you guys can come up with for this. And like Rob said, we'll, we'll put it on the website for the whole world to see. Yeah. Um, and name Joe's card because Joe's card needs a name. Yeah. I couldn't come up with something. That's all right. We don't, you don't want to steer people in a direction for how you'd like it to be drawn. Right. So it's probably better without it. Mine's very specific. Gyrocopter. You can get a good idea of what it should be. Leave it open for interpretation. Exactly. Um, And then that's it for the emails, but we did get two pretty awesome reviews. Um, And the first one is from uh, Budhai, 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 B-U-D-D-H-I-H-A-I, Budhai, Budhai. They write, awesome job, y'all. Guys, great podcast. Audio is professional quality, and the hosts are very informative about the game. Just joined their clan, Dark Lord Buddha, after listening to the latest episode, and it has been a great experience. Keep up the great work, guys, and see you in the arena. Out. Boom. Boom. So Buddha actually uh, joined your clan, which is really Which is really your clan. So I got to meet him first, so when you come back, you can meet him and say hi, because he's very nice. So... Buddha, thank you so much for the kind words. We appreciate that. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's Dark Lord Buddha to you. Oh, my bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Dark Lord Buddha. (laughs) Thanks for the kind words. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining the clan. We're 
We're glad that you like the experience and we're going to keep pumping out some material for you. So yeah, keep listening. Definitely. You know, we're glad you like the show. Boom. Yeah. And then uh, our last review comes from uh, actually Man versus Merrick and they write Clash Tacular. Hey guys, loving the show. Man vs. Merrick here from Steal the Demons. You have successfully refined your show to the point that I get excited when it loads. Now I need to take a trip to the store so I can start listening to it. I've grown to love the banter you two share and being brothers, you seem to have an ease with each other that is hard to find. I love the deck spotlights for those times when your deck just isn't working. Keep the great decks coming and the great shows. Live, love, clash. This was a really cool review because yeah, it, man, it talked about you and I as brothers and you know the the bond that we have and the relationship. Apparently, we have some cool relationship here that people see that we don't. I mean, hmm. I'll take interesting. it. Interesting, interesting. I'll certainly take it. I'm just, um, I'm just messing with you. But one thing's for sure: we we definitely have refined the show. Um, you know, we started off with arena roundups because we wanted to acquaint ourselves and everybody else with the game. But you know, we've constantly been receiving feedback about what people would like to see in the show um, and, and what kind of information they're looking for. So we're going to continue to listen to your feedback. Um, we, we love to hear it, and we really want to improve the show and give you what you guys are looking for. So that's our goal, and that's what we're going to continue to do. So, uh, so Merrick, we really appreciate the kind words, and we're glad that you like the show, and we're going to keep, keep on keeping on. Yeah, and as you said, live, love, and clash. Boom. Boom. Um, so that pretty much does it. Um, we got no patrons this week. Sad um, face. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, if anybody does want to uh, assist in helping us make this show, um, you can donate. Um, please go to castrailpodcast.com slash Patreon. Um, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Um, any amount, if you have the ability to donate, um, goes a long way. So um, if you do do it, there are some pretty sweet rewards for you. That's right. I mean, we put a lot of effort into the show and we just want to continue to be able to provide you guys with awesome new content. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, feel free. Every little bit helps. And uh, that pretty much does it for the show. Um, as always, as you can see, we always get emails, um, which is awesome. So if you would like us to read your email on the show and you have something awesome you'd like to tell us, please email us at feedback at castrealpodcast.com. Um, or just go to our website and click on the contact us button. You can reach us there as well. And don't forget, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at podcast Royale. And we've recently been getting a lot of interaction on there. Um, and we, we just might have to pick one of those every week to, uh, to read on the air. So, so keep those coming. We, we love the interaction and, uh, and, uh, and we look forward to it. So that's at podcast Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't forget to take our listener survey so you can help fine tune the show to you. Um, we've been getting good turnouts for this, um, and it's definitely been helping. Um, we take, uh, all the information that we've been getting from it and kind of tweak it going forward. So if you need, if you have a minute or two to fill that out, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, but as always until next time, uh, next week, I'll say it, Joe. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, I'll say it. I'm, I'm smiling I'm saying already. It voluntarily for you because we've made it past episode 10. I am I was smiling before you even asked me. Good. Get ready for a hodgepodge of everything. I Next love week it. On Cast Royale. Hodgepodge everything boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.